This is Medrash on Chuma, Parshas B'Shalach. I entitled it, The Rebellion to Be Unchosen, because we have this very unusual Pasuk where it describes the Jewish people as testing God, right? Al nasosom et Hashem lemor hayesh Hashem berkibbenu imayin. Instead of God testing us like they were doing with, like God was doing with the man, all of a sudden it's a role reversal and we're testing God. What is exactly the nature of that? Medrash brings three opinions, which really sort of analyzing the nature of, of rebelling against God, giving God an ultimatum. If you don't run the world in the following way, I want to check out. So the first opinion is from your Behuda, and he says, which translates into, if you run the world with the same principles that you govern the Jewish people, that's fine. But if you govern us differently, then we will rebel. In other words, we want to live under the same conditions that everyone else. It seems that we are under a greater scrutiny than other nations. And we don't want this kind of intense relationship. We want to be like everybody else. And of course the answer to all, all these three opinions is the very next Pasuk which is the attack of Amalek. So how exactly is the attack of Amalek an answer to the Jewish people saying, we want to be like every other nation? Well, that's simple. They didn't understand their unique mission and destiny, and they needed a reminder from Amalek. Right? Uh, throughout history, there was always assimilation, people trying to fit in and be like everyone else, and along came Amalek in some form or another and reminded us, no, we are a unique nation with a unique heritage and a unique mission and we better get back in the program. The second opinion is Rav Nechenya, who basically says, we don't want any surprises. He says, in we want to be like a king comes into town with a big parade, everyone comes out and praises him, and the king is very pleased and says, here, I'm going to uh, open up this, you know, storehouse of grain, and I'm going to give you, build this for you and that for you. No surprises. It's a kind of expected relationship. We're nice to you, you're nice to us. You know, it seems like the Jewish people had a... Uh, Perhaps they're reacting to very tumultuous history. They had, you know, slavery and plagues and splitting of the sea, and then they, their first stop, they ran out of water, and then there was plenty of water, and then there was no food and no water, and, and then you had the man. Maybe the Jewish people saying, listen, you know, this is too much drama. I just want to have a regular, simple relationship, like a king and his people, you're nice to us, we're nice to you. And God is saying, no, no. The drama is on your end. After all the miracles I've done for you, you should be showing some faith and trust in God. That's the drama. If you want to get rid of all these unusual ups and downs, show the faith, show the gratitude 
for everything I've done. And of course, nothing helps that as well as an attack by Amalek, where you're saved by a vicious enemy, so you come to realize, ah, God is running the world, God is going to save us. The third opinion is that of, listed as Rabotenu, and they said, Imaharim Belibenu, Interesting. They said, you know, God, you know what's in our hearts. You're, you're God. You know everything. So why do we even have to, like, make our wishes known? Why can't you, like, automatically give us whatever you anticipate that we need? Because you know what we're even thinking. It's sort of like a candy machine, you go up to there and it reads your mind and says, oh, you wanted a mounds bar? Here it is. So that is not, uh, God was not pleased with that. And God said, listen, this is not the kind of relationship I'm looking for. This is not kind of the cardiac Jew where I say, I worship God in my heart. Judaism is not for bystanders. It's a, it's a action oriented religion. You have to work hard. You have to work hard to discover who God is. You have to study Torah and find out who God is and make a relationship with God. You have to work hard on yourself and your and your character, your midot. And you have to and you have to, you know, do many mitzvot, many precepts in order to get that relationship with God and your relationship with with other people. So if you need to be reminded of what it's all about, again, Amalek comes comes along. And Amalek of course is real. The fear is real. The pain is real, and the gratitude will be real when, when God uh, saves us from Amalek. Uh, this is all sort of summed up in the Medrash. Gives an example of a man who was carrying his son on his shoulders, and they're walking along. And every time the son saw something he wanted, said, "Dad, can you give me that? Can you give me that? Can you do that?" And the father went out of his way and reached and got and gave it to him. And suddenly they get to some place and, and the kid says to people, does anybody know where my dad is? And the father is so disgusted with this lack of gratitude that he throws his son down on the ground and a dog comes and bites him. So that's a Amalek, that's the dog. And we are the ingrateful child who kept keep asking God for things, but we don't even know that he is Right? We don't recognize that he's in our midst, that he's running the world. And so it's funny, you could look at Amalek as sort of the marriage counselor of last resort, because that unfortunately sometimes is needed to readjust the relationship, because as we all know, the Jewish people were soon going to get the Torah, and we are the groom, and God is the bride, and the groom is not going to be so faithful. But the bride has committed to never abandon the relationship. God is not going to abandon us, and we need reminders to bring us back. And um, unfortunately, this is sort of something that's uh, a lesson that's lost and found throughout the millennium. Have a great Shabbos.